I am a child of God, eh? The song is always so encouraging to me when I, when I, when I sing this song. It's one of those songs that you go and don't get tired of singing it, of reminding yourself of who you are. Reminding yourself of what God has done in our lives, in your life. And I trust that this morning here, as you're sitting over here, you can say with confidence, I am a Hallelujah. And we are on a race. Ready, set, go. Amen. And uh, this is part two of this series. And today our theme is maintaining the pace. Uh, In this first series of this year, we want to look at some biblical principles. Now, in the beginning of the year, with a view to finishing this year well. Amen. How many of you want to come to the end of 2019, look back and say, hey, I did it. I finished well. Amen. And it is possible, folks. Yes, there's going to be some opposition. Yes, it's not going to be easy, but we can all make it. Whether you're younger or older, we are going to have to face some challenges, but we can all finish well. And a great year happens by consistently giving attention to basic principles. And this series, as you listen through it, you're going to see it's comprised of basic principles. Usually in life, great problems are the result of the accumulation of many little problems, little ones. And these little problems are usually due to neglecting basic principles. The messages in this series may sound basic to some of you, yet it is the practice of these basic things, these basic principles doing these basic things that will result in finishing the year well. Amen? So please give attention. The metaphor or picture that we are using in the series is that of a race. Athletics is often used in the New Testament to illustrate Christian principles and lifestyle. Last week in part one, we spoke about starting strong. We learned that, number one, we need to have some clear goals. Hey, you need to go where you're going. You need to know where you're going. You've got to have a name. What do you want to achieve by the end of this year? For some of us, some goals are quite obvious. Those of us who are studying, be it in school or tertiary education, one of your goals is to finish well that year. You've got some exams to pass, some things to learn, and so you know what to do. But we need to have goals in every area of our lives. How's it going with your health, with your family, personal goals, recreation? Hey, how, how are your spiritual goals? Is one of your goals to draw closer to God this year, to become more like Jesus? That's what we are called to do and to become as believers. We need, number two, we need to get rid of unnecessary baggage, which the Bible calls weight and sin. So we have to get rid of that stuff because nobody runs a race with a loaded backpack on their bags, do they? You run the race as light as possible because you want to get there. You want to finish well. And number three, we need to know your support team. And we saw that our support team, number one, is Jesus. He's our coach. He's our life giver. He's the author and finisher of our faith. So he must be central in our lives. And number two, we need like-minded people around us. 
Not only is there a, 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 a massive, massive amount of witnesses cheering for us in heaven, we've got people here on earth who love us, who want the best for us. And we need to surround ourselves by these people to get there. And if you missed that message last week, please go to awakenlife.co.za, click on sermons, and you can listen to last week's message and a whole bunch of other great teachings over there. Today, in part two, we're looking at maintaining the pace. Let's read again our scripture for the series, which is Hebrews chapter 12, verses 1 to 3. Therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, and of course here he is referring to what he's been talking about in chapter 11, where he describes a number of heroes of the faith of the Old Testament. He calls them a cloud of witnesses, people who stood faithful. And so he says, since we are surrounded, let us lay aside every weight and the sin, sin which so easily ensnares us and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus. And this highlighted part which I've just read is going to be the, the emphasis of our message today. Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Jesus came to this earth to run a race. And things got tough. And he felt like giving up. At one point, he prayed to the Father and he said, Father, is there a plan B up there somewhere? <laughs> Do I have to go through this? Can this cup be passed away from me? But there was no shortcut. He had to go through that particular race. But for the joy that was set before him, because he had a clear goal in mind, he could see the result of his efforts of his race. He endured difficult times. And he says he is the author and finisher of our faith. And sometimes in our race, we will face tough situations. But just like Jesus endured and came through, he wants us to endure and get through. And that is the topic of today's message. Today's message. We focus our attention today. On that bold part, let us run with endurance. Run with endurance. If you want to finish the race, you need endurance. You need to maintain the pace. You can't start off strong and then fizzle out halfway down the track. And we've got in the hall here today a number of long-distance runners. And you understand the principle I'm going to share now. Um, when I was young, when I was younger than I am now, I was not very inclined to sport or athletics. In fact, one look at me today and you'll notice I'm still not inclined to sports or athletics, am I? <laughs> but anyway, um, however, I was quite a fast short distance runner in school. And the first time I tried long distance running, I was quite confident that I could do it. I mean, if you can hand run 100, you can run 400, right? <laughs> and so, I was quite confident that it would be easy. So, when they said, go, I went. <laughs> and I took off as if I'm running a 100-meter dash. 
And I took off and I was amazed. Why did the rest of the guys just stay behind? Just casually. <laughs> I'm going it, man. I say, oh, man, this is easy. After about 150 meters, I found out why do we rain like that? Because I, I lost steam, I lost my breath, I lost momentum, I lost everything. And I just watched those slower guys casually come past me, one by one, running slower than I was running when I started. But they were maintaining the pace. They went past me, and off they went into the horizon while I tried to pick up myself and drag myself for the rest of the way. You see, that day, I learned that to start strong does not mean start fast. Huh? If you want to finish well, you have to maintain the pace. You have to pace yourself. This race is long. The race of this year goes all the way from January to December. It doesn't end in February or March. So don't just shoot off. It's a long race. The race of life lasts even longer. And we want to finish well, don't we? So don't just run through life. Don't get frantic about what needs to be done. Slow down. Pace yourself. One of my favorite scriptures is Isaiah 28, 16. Towards the end of that verse, it says, He that believeth shall not make haste. The New King James, whoever believes will not act hastily. Amen? And that's why I tend to be a, a slower horse rather than a fast horse. It has been my observation that people who rush into decisions and rush into actions hastily often cause damage or loss to themselves or others or both. One of the tricks, listen carefully, one of the tricks of the devil is this. If he cannot stop you from following Jesus, he kind of pushes you to go faster than Jesus, to, go, to do more and go beyond what you should do. And you know the setup, you know. You've prayed about something you've asked and the answer hasn't come. So you go ahead and you fix the problem yourself, don't you? You kind of give the Lord a hand. And then you mess things up. Ah, really quiet in this church today. And only through God's mercy, things get restored. Amen? So, read the Gospels. Jesus had purpose, but he kept his space. You don't see Jesus rushing. He had time to hear. He had time to notice. He had time to spend time with children. When his disciples were trying to rush him on. He even had to rebuke his disciples more than once for trying to tell Jesus how to run his mission. Yeah. And I think we all have a little bit of those disciples in us. Sometimes when I tell Jesus how to run things, how to run his church, how to run his people, uh, we need to slow down. Be careful of this rushing thing. Okay? So, how do we maintain the pace in the race of life as believers? Well, number one, maintain your pace with Jesus. 
Now listen, these, these, these steps, like I said, they may sound, sound very simple. The steps of last week, my wife and I, we spent some time just reflecting on them this past week, and I'm, I'm having to work through some of those situations. And like I said, if I was to sit down with each one of you and we had a conversation about last week's three points, I'm sure we'll find a couple of things in your life that need adjustment. Huh? And the same thing today. I'm going to share with you three very simple things, okay? But they are important. As simple as they are, work on the basics so that the big stuff can get done. And number one is this. Maintain your pace with Jesus. Hebrews 12 says, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Amen. Listen, in sport, if you don't listen to your coach and spend time with him in training, very soon you'll get kicked out of the team. And if you don't listen to Jesus, very soon you're going to fall out of the race. Not because Jesus kicked you out, but because you disqualified yourself by not listening to him. And you take yourself out of the race. Life is not about being busy for God, but about being busy with God. Remember, Jesus had purpose, but he paced himself. And because he paced himself, in a very short time, he did a lot. And if we spend time with him in the word, in prayer, listening to him, in fellowship with others, like we are here this morning, we will hear him guiding us and pacing us. Amen? Be it in business, be it at work, be it at school, be it at home. Live by the word of God, by what the word of God teaches you. Start with the simple things that you understand and that you know. And step by step, he will help you to keep pace with him. Make time, not only to read or listen to the Bible and pray, but make time to meet with other believers in church. To attend Sunday services and, and bring your children to kids' church. Attend youth meetings, guys. Attend courses when they are presented. Worship nights when they are presented. Become part of a local church if you don't belong to a local church yet. We need to be spiritually grounded so we can keep pace with the Lord. There are so many voices in the world today. So much deception in the world today. Social media. Makes it easy to spread false teachings, lies, and either put fear on people or question them to or cause them to question their faith in Christ. What happens when we keep pace with Jesus or what the Bible calls waiting on the Lord? When you wait on the Lord, says Isaiah 43:1, those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. If you just keep running and walking, running and walking, and you don't pace yourself, you're going to fall down. You're going to faint. And the older you are, the more you know the effect of that. I find myself at this age leaning more and more on this verse because I find that today I can't exactly do what I did 20 years ago or 30 years ago. Sometimes I think I can, and I try and do it, and then I discover I'm not, 30 years younger anymore. 
And it's spiritually the same thing. Guys, we need to keep pace with God. Hear what the Lord says. Do what you're supposed to do. Keep pace. Pace yourself. You will maintain the pace. Yes, the race this year is going to draw energy from you. You will get tired sometimes. But as we keep pace with the Lord, our strength will be renewed. He is the author and finisher of our faith. Stay close to him. Amen? So that, number one, is very important to maintain your pace. Number one, maintain your pace with Jesus. But number two is very important as well. Number two, brace yourself for turbulences. Brace yourself for turbulences. Not only that, but we also glory in tribulations, knowing that tribulation produces perseverance. Romans 5 Verse 3. One of the biggest deceptions one can have is this. To believe that I am a Christian. I am a child of God. And therefore, life is going to be a breeze, man. No problems. Because the Lord is on my side. And so we think that as Christians, we are not going to have problems. I meet Christians sometimes that say, Pastor, I'm a child of God. I've served him for lots of years. I don't harm people. I give to the church. I help the poor. I'm a good person. So, Pastor, why do I have troubles in my life? You've asked that question too, haven't you? And so have I. It is normal. It is human. Because inside, there's a deep desire To live a trouble-free life. Why is that? Because that's how life started on this planet. Life in this planet was supposed to be trouble-free life. God designed us to live in harmony with Him. But sin broke that thing. And now we live in a broken world. It's not perfect anymore. But deep inside, everybody still longs for that. Why do I have troubles in my life? Well, the short answer is this. Number one, it's because you are alive. Mm -hmm. Number two, it's because you live on planet Earth, a fallen planet with a fallen humanity living on it who have a tendency to destroy everything and everyone so that they can get their way. We have turned their backs on the ways of the Lord They have believed the self-serving lies of Satan and are hurting humanity and are hurting the balance of nature. And then they still have the guts to ask, what's happening to the world? Hmm. Further, Jesus said, in this world, you shall have tribulation. John 16, 33. But be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Amen. Amen. In this world, you'd have to preach, but hey, cheer up. I have overcome the world. And if you go back to point number one, and you keep the pace with Jesus, he'll help you through the difficult parts in life. A a Dominic friend of mine, he put this on Facebook last weekend. He said, expecting the world to treat you fairly because you are a good person. And sometimes we expect that. I'm a good person, therefore I expect to be treated fairly. Expecting the world to treat you fairly because you are a good person is like expecting the bull 
not to attack you because you are a vegetarian. <laughs> right. Huh? Walk into the bull arena and tell the bull, hey, it's okay, pal. I'm a vegetarian. Ah, yeah, right. In this world, you will have tribulation. In your race this year, you're going to get opposition. You're going to get resistance. Some things are not going to go the way you planned. The word is clear. We will have resistance, turbulences, and the race will not always be smooth. You will have storms. You will face rough roads. You will have problems. And God does not send them, but God uses them to shape us if we will embrace them as the apostle teaches. Problems often come from one of three sources. Number one, our sin. Many of our problems start right here, right here, okay, in us. Because we are not keeping pace with the Lord. We move away from his word and we do something in our own strength. Even sometimes with good intentions, but we do it in our own strength and not within the will of God. We are too hasty, as you heard earlier, or we lie, or we cheat, cheat, or we follow people who we know are trouble, but we want to be cool, you see, so we go along with them. Or some other sin that eventually catches up with us. And of course, we find something or someone to blame. It's not my fault. The best thing to do is this. Admit it. Own it. Confess it. Face the consequences if necessary. And get back on track with the Lord who is gracious to forgive and restore. You must also forgive yourself in the process. So that's the number one reason for problems is our sin. One is other people's sin. Sometimes it's not your sin but the sin of others. Close to you or distant from you that brings us trouble. That is why we have to be careful who we allow to influence us, who we want to hang around with. Because if you keep bad company, their sin could hurt you. There are times where there is nothing you can do. It's people that you don't even know. And they can make decisions which affect us. A guy goes to a party, drinks too much, gets in his car, drives, has an accident, hurts some people, maybe even kills somebody. It was that guy's sin that hurt other people. People in politics, they make self-serving decisions and the whole country suffers. Right now, listen to the news, a whole bunch of nations right now are suffering because of bad political decisions, including us. <laughs> it's not our fault, but somebody somewhere sinned and our people are hurting because of it. And in these situations, you need to seek guidance from the Lord as what to do. There is no one-size-fits-all answers. The Lord will guide you as you listen to Him. It is also the matter of releasing forgiveness to those that hurt you. So that bitterness does not grow and rise in your heart and which end up destroying you and paralyzing you. So you have to release that kind of thing. And then thirdly, the devil. Of course, you know that the devil is a source of all evil. He's a liar from the beginning. And there is no doubt that sometimes our troubles are a direct attack of the enemy. Not all of them, but some of them are. We need to be on guard and fight in prayer and break his power by the power of the name of Jesus, which is the name above all names. However, don't be too quick to blame the devil. We live in a broken world where things go wrong, where corrosion takes place, where nothing lasts. We are surrounded by sinners and we have an inclination towards sin ourselves. 
So be wise and use your discernment, your knowledge of your, and, and your understanding so that you may know where your tribulation is coming from. Face it and get close to God and He will help you to overcome that. No matter where tribulation comes from, when you surrender to God, instead of blaming God and running away from God, what happens? That tribulation becomes perseverance. In other words, when you go to God, you become stronger because of that tribulation. And it empowers you to go on running the race. It empowers you to achieve what you set out to achieve. It empowers you to finish well. That's why the apostle could glory in tribulations. One of the songs we sang today is very prophetic to today's message, and particularly of this point, that song, Not Afraid, which Tanya spoke about a little bit. It says, when I walk through the waters, I won't be overcome. When I go through the rivers, I will not be drowned. My God will make a way, so I am not afraid. He said, that's why it's important to keep pace with Jesus. That's why it's important that you know and are aware that tribulations will come. Don't let it take you by surprise. When I'm in the fire, I will not feel the flames. I'll stand before the giant, declaring victory. My God will make a way, so I am not afraid. Notice he does not say, if I walk through the waters, but when I walk through the waters. Because we all go through some sort of turbulence in life. Amen. So be prepared. Be mentally prepared. Be spiritually prepared. Turbulences will come. Brace yourself and don't get sidetracked from your race. And then finally, point number three. Beware of growing weary. Galatians 6, 9. And let us not grow weary while doing good. For in due season we shall reap if we do not lose heart. Notice the word season. There is a time and a season for everything under heaven. The kingdom of God works according to the law of the farm. What you plant, what you sow, is what you will reap. If you persevere. If you don't give up. As you run the race after a while, after a few tribulations maybe, after a few episodes where... Maybe you did not keep pace with Jesus and went faster or further than you should. You may find yourself growing weary, wanting to give up. So remember this verse. You're not the only one. From the early days of the church, people went through times and seasons where they felt tired. They wanted to give up. But don't give up. God's promise is that in due season we shall reap. Unfortunately, the world is filled with stories of people who gave up just before the breakthrough. Don't be that person. Remember the law of the kingdom of God. You plant, you will reap. But you have to cultivate. You have to hang in there. Keep sowing good seed. Keep doing good. Keep moving toward your goal. Keep staying close to Jesus. Do not lose heart because in due season, at the right time, you will reap, you will achieve your goal, you will be rewarded for your faithfulness to God. So refuse to give up. If you fall, don't stay there. Learn from your fall, get up, and continue the race. 
You and I will make it. And we will finish well. Amen? Not just this year, but our lives. Hallelujah. Do not give up when you grow weary. Next week, in the final message of the series, we shall look at the matter of finishing well. We will look at what it means to finish well and how we can do it. So, hope to see you then. Maybe bring a friend along, bring someone with you that could benefit from this teaching. But let's remember today's teaching, these simple points that we need to keep us. Keep pace with Jesus. That is so important. How's it going? Are you keeping pace with Jesus or are you letting it slip? Are you getting so busy with life, so busy with school, so busy with work, so busy with whatever that you don't have time for Jesus. It's not just on Sunday mornings. It's during the week as well. Your quiet time. It is also coming to church. It is praying. It is talking to God. It's hearing from Him. It's sharing with other believers. Are you keeping pace with Jesus? How about those turbulences? Sometimes turbulences don't wait until June or July. They kind of hit you in January sometimes. And if you're feeling some of those Go to God today. Don't get angry with God. Don't start asking why. Rather run to the Lord and say, help me, Lord. Let this tribulation strengthen me. Let this tribulation become perseverance. I will not give up. I will not give in. My God will make a way. Hallelujah. Are you growing weary or tired? Maybe they don't have a good, a good rest during December. And starting the year a bit tired, do not give up on doing good. Persevere. Spend some time with Jesus. Get some rest with Him. Let Him renew your strength. Worship Him a little bit. Yes, pace yourself and in your pacing, make time to rest as well. We live in a world that's so rushed. These little things here have now made it possible for you to be connected 24-7. You can't just leave the office anymore. The office follows wherever you go. But there's a, an amazing thing. There's a little thing that you press. It goes off. Did you know that? You can actually switch this thing off. <gasps> but pastor, if I switch off, and what am I? Oh, shut up. Switch the thing off, man. And have half an hour or one hour to yourself. Go and rest. The world will continue without you for one hour. Hello? <laughs> let us stand up I'm going to call the worship team forward here I want us to sing that song again I'm not afraid and as we sing the song just examine your heart a little bit do you need to come closer to Jesus today do you need the Lord to embrace you do you need to reaffirm your faith in him and say Lord Jesus you are my number one I want to keep pace with you Lord Jesus Huh? What about tribulation? Are you right now facing some, some, some testing, some difficult time? As we sing the song, be reassured that God will make a way. And bring your tribulation to Him. God will make a way. Amen? And in every area of your life, maybe you are getting a bit tired. Well, even as we worship right now,
Even as we sing the song, listen, you must understand, worship, the Bible says that God inhabits the praises of his people. And there is, there is something about us getting together like this and together singing to God. It releases the anointing of God in a very special way. And so as we sing the song right now, let that presence of Jesus, that anointing of God, flow through you, flow into you, strengthen you, encourage you, give you hope, give you faith, bring you rest. Amen? You're going to close in prayer? Father God, thank you for this morning's word. Thank you for encouraging us again, Lord God, through your word. We know we are running a race to win the race, Lord God, to finish well, to finish this year well, to finish our lives well in you and with you. So I pray a blessing upon your people today, Lord God. Let this word grow, take root in each one of our hearts for your glory and honor. And so now, may the love of God the Father, the grace and the peace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit remain with us as we keep the pace in this race and finish strong. Finish well in Jesus' name. And God's people said, Amen. 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 Have a blessed Sunday, a blessed week. Blessings.